So this week at the end of the parsha, we have a special mitzvah given to Avram Avinu, the mitzvah of bris milah. And the question that we need to think about is that the Gemara tells us in Masech Yuma that Avram Avinu fulfilled Kalat Torah Kula before it was given. That means even before the Torah was given, Avram Avinu kept all the mitzvahs. He sat in the sukkah, he ate matzah, he ate gefilte fish, no, I'm just joking. He um, wore tefillin, he wore talis, he benched. He fulfilled all the mitzvahs in the Torah. All the mitzvahs. The Gemara says he even kept the ear of Tavshilin. So the question we have to ask ourselves is, now, that means Avram kept the mitzvahs even before Hashem commanded him to keep the mitzvahs. Hashem didn't tell him about these mitzvahs. Avram on his own understood through Ruach HaKodesh, through the Divine Spirit, he came to the conclusion that these are things that need to be done. And therefore we need to ask ourselves that why didn't Amram Avinu perform the mitzvah of bris milah before Hashem commanded him? After all, he kept all the other mitzvahs. And yet, the Torah says at the end of the parasha, Avraham was 99 years old when he did the milah. Right? The Pasuk says, Avraham ben Tishim b'teisha shana that Avram was 99 when he did the Mila. What was he waiting for? He's been sitting in the sukkah for the last, who knows how many years, maybe, well, Medrash even says 48 or 3 years old, however old it was. He's sitting in the sukkah for decades. He's wearing tefillin every day for decades. He's keeping Shabbos for decades. So then why did he not perform bris Mila even before Hashem commanded him? This is a very um, well-known question discussed by many commentaries. And, well, first we'll see the words of the Mizrahi. Mizrahi is what we call a super-commentary. Super-commentary is a commentary on a commentary. Rashi is the commentary. The Mizrahi is a commentary on Rashi. And the Mizrahi says something very interesting. says in Mizrahi, Avraham did not fulfill the Mila until he was commanded. Why? Mishum... Because Avraham knew that he is destined to be commanded about it. And, in that, and when that happens, he'll be someone who's commanded to do the mitzvah and he'll perform it. That is greater than someone who's not commanded and he does a mitzvah. In other words, says Mizrahi, you know why Avraham Avinu did not fulfill Brismila before he was commanded? Because we know, is it better to do a mitzvah when you're commanded, or is it better to do a mitzvah without being commanded? The Gemara tells us in the Sachta Kedushin, Greater is someone who is commanded to do a mitzvah than someone who does a mitzvah on his own. And therefore, Aravinu figures to himself, I can't do that. Why should I do the mitzvah before I'm commanded? Would it not be greater for me to do the mitzvah? After I'm commanded. So therefore, Avram Avinu waited until Hashem commanded him. Oh, what about all the other mitzvahs? Why didn't he say, well, it's greater to sit in the sukkah when I'm commanded than before I'm commanded. Greater to wear tefillin when I'm commanded. The answer is, all the other mitzvahs you could do all the time. You could put on tefillin every day. So Avram said like this, let me put on tefillin today. If Hashem commands me, so I'll put it on tomorrow. And I'll put it on the next day and the next day. Tefillin you could do your whole life. Sukkah, you could do your whole life. Mezuzah, you could do your whole life. If Hashem commands me to put up a mezuzah, I'll take it down and I'll put it up again. 
Bris milah is the only mitzvah you can only do once. So if I do the, the milah now, I've lost on the opportunity forever of doing milah when I'm commanded. So therefore, Avraham specifically waited until he got the word from God. We're going to see, Rabbi Isai, if we could try to explain perhaps another reason why Avram Avinu did not perform the mitzvah of Brismila before he was commanded. We look at a Pasuk in Sefer Yirmiyahu. There's an excellent, excellent book out there. It's a very interesting Sefer. It's called Sefer Yirmiyahu. It was written by one of the prophets, Jeremiah. Right? It's written by Yirmiyahu Anavi. And Yirmiyahu says the following. Take a look at number three. So says God, If not for my covenant, day and night, if not for my covenant of day and night, I would not have created heaven and earth. You hear what the Pasuk says? So says God, If not for my covenant of day and night, I would not have created heaven and earth. So what is this Pasuk talking about? What is the bris? What is this covenant of day and night? And what does God mean? He would not have created heaven and earth. It says the Mishnah Masechta Nadarim in number 4. Davar Acher, another explanation. G'day mila. The mitzvah of mila is very great. She'el malehi, if not for mila, le'ibara ha'kadosh baruch God would not have created the world. Shenemar, like the Pasuk says, Kayamar Hashem, so says God, Imloi Brisi, Yoyma Malaylaf, not for heaven and earth, Chukai Shamayim, Ba'aretz Leisamti, if not for Bris, I would have not have created heaven and earth. Okay? So, according to the Mishnah Masechta Nadarim, when Yermio says that God tells us that if not for the Bris of Yoyma Malaylaf, He would have not created heaven and earth, what's the Bris? What's the Bris we're talking about? Bris Milah. Okay, according to the Mishnah of the Dharam, the explanation of this Pasuk in Yirmiyahu is that if not for Brismila, God would not have created heaven and earth. So here's the problem. Okay, again, let's look at the Pasuk. If not for the bris of day and night, God would not have created heaven and earth. How could we say that Brismila is called the bris of day and night? Does anybody know? Are you allowed to do a Brismila during the night? No, you can't do it in the morning and it hurts at night. You can't, that's right. That's right. So that's and why it's called day and night. Why, why, how could the Pasuk say, how could bris milah called the bris of day and night, if anything, it's the one thing that's not the bris of day and night. It's the bris of the day. You can't do it at night. You can't be Mekai in the mitzvah at night. What do you eat at night? So the Tosus Yom Tov, Nadarim, asks this question. And the Tosus Yom Tov says that you need to take a knife and chop this Pasuk in half. He says you need to take a very sharp knife and slice the Pasuk. How do you read the Pasuk? Kayamar Hashem, so says God. If not for Brismila, stop. Cut the Pasuk in half. Then you know what would be if not for Brismila? Then Yoyman Valayla, day and night. Heaven and earth, Loisamte I would not have created. You don't read it, if not for the covenant of day and night. You read it, if not for the covenant. Yeah, that what? Not for the covenant what? If not for the covenant, day and night, heaven and earth, would not have been created. Another explanation, Tosas Yom Tov says, is that it's true, you can't perform the mitzvah during the night. 
but the mitzvah is present, the sign exists during the day and the night. Once you do the mitzvah, it's an os that lasts during the day, during the night. Okay? So these are two explanations for why bris milah could be called the bris of day and night. Either, either we cut the pasuk in half. If not for bris, day and night, heaven and earth would not have been created. Or, if not for the bris that exists during the day and the night, then what? God would not have created heaven and earth. Says Rabbi Akiva Eger in a tshuva, these are very dochek answers. These are very dochek explanations in the Pasuk. That you cut, either you cut the Pasuk in half, or that the, the sign exists both, he, both during the day and the night. So we're going to try to explain, Rabbi what this Pasuk means. Why is Brismila called the covenant of day and night? You can't do it at night. You can only do it during the day. Another question that's bothering me is, how could the Mishnah say that Brismila is so great that if not for Brismila, God would not have created the world? So I have a question on that. Do you remember in Pirkei Avos, the second Mishnah, Shimon HaTzadik, Hayyam Mishyari Knesset Agdayla Hu Al Shloisha Dvarim Ha'olam Oymeh. The world stands on three things, right? Money, money, no. What do the world stand on? What are the three things? Torah, Avodah, learning Torah, davening, kindness. One second. We're missing one. If the Mishnah is correct, that if not for Mila, God would not have created the world, and the world stands on Mila, so then the, the Mishnah should say the world stands on four things. Torah, Avodah, Gmilas Chasadim, and Brismila. Where is that one? What happened to Brismila? Why is Brismila left out? And you can even ask stronger. Because how do we know the world stands on Torah? How does the Mishnah know one of the three things the world stands on is Torah? Rashi quotes a Pasuk, if you have it, number 7. You have, if you have a, a super x-ray vision, you can actually see it in number 7. That from where do we learn out that the world stands on Torah? Says Rashi, Shenemar, Koyomar Hashem, Imloi Brisi, from this very pasuk that the Gemara says, we learn out that the world stands on Brismila, says Rashi, we learn out that the world stands on Tyra. And in fact, if you look in the Gemara Nadarim number 9, Amar Rabbi Elazar, Gedayla Tyra, Torah is great. If not for Torah, the world would not have been created. Shenemar? If not for the covenant of day and night, heaven and earth would not have been created. So here, the Gemara is like, uh, you can't dip twice. You can't double dip. If, what is this Pasuk? This Pasuk is clearly saying, God created the world because of what? The bris of day and night. What's the bris? The Mishnah says on Daf Lamed Aleph, the bris is bris mila. The Gemara says on Lamed Beis, it's Tyra. So what does the world stand on? Bris or Tyra? Make up your mind. What, it's like a, a politician. Whatever you want, I'll tell you. Is it, is it stand on Tyra or stand on Bris? Chas v'shalom. Chas v'chalil. What does the world stand on? You can't say Bris Mila, right? And So what does the world stand on? Does the world stand on Torah? Or does the world stand on Bris Mila? By the way, Rabbi Kiva also asked that question. How could the, how could the Gemara... How could the Mishnah say, Imloi Brisi Yom Valayla is bris, and then the Gemara say it's Tyra? 
another question. If you look at number 11, just as a preface, does anybody know when you wear tefillin, the shell rosh, tefillin shell rosh, is uncovered, right? Because it's a sign for everyone. But the tefillin shell yad, you're supposed to cover it. Besides the whole thing, not just the thing. The sleeve is supposed to cover tefillin shell yad. Why? What? Bahayu lecha laos. It should be for you for a sign. Only for you, no one else should see it. But nobody, you can't see it either. You put it and that's it, but you don't see it. You know it's there. Nobody else knows it's there. It's under your jacket. It's, it's under your sleeve. It's for you, not for anyone else. It's supposed to be covered. So there's a sefer called Eilalai Safraim. Eilalai Safraim was written by the author of the Kliyakar, Rabbi Ephraim Lynchitz. And he wonders... That by Brismila it says, look at number 11, Zeis Brisi, Asher Tishmeru, Beini Uveinechem. This is the covenant between me and you. This is private between me and you. What do you mean? Everybody, everybody's there at the bris. Everybody's watching. The mile is there. Everyone's standing around. It's not between you and Hashem. Everybody else sees it. Yeah. In what way is bris, in what way is bris just between you and Hashem? Okay. Let's move on to something else. Look at number 12. Anybody know? Let's see if anybody knows this. What parsha does Klal Yisrael say? Na'aseh v'nishma. We would think where the parsha of the Torah is given. Yisrael, that's what we think. Thank you. That's what you're supposed to say. Yisrael. But it's not there. It's not in parsha Yisrael. What do Klal Yisrael say when Hashem offers us the Torah? Look at number 12. All the people answer. Whatever God says, we'll do. No Nasa Vanishma. Yeah, to get to Nasa Vanishma, you need to get to Parshas Mishpatim. And in Parshas Mishpatim, Moshe takes the Torah. He reads it in the ears of the people. And the people say, Okay, most people don't remember this, that actually when Hashem, when Moshe offers the Torah to the Jewish people the first time, they don't say Naseh Vinishma. They say Naseh. Parshas Mishpatim, they say Naseh Vinishma. Somebody please tell me what changed. What happened? The first time they say Naseh. The second time they say Naseh Vinishma. What changed? Number 14. Says the Gemara, when Adam Arishon was created, he was created, he was already... Gemalt. He already had a bris milah. He didn't have to call Pesach Kron. Right? It was only him. Right? Or his, or his son-in-law. No. He didn't have to call anybody. He was already born fully gemalt. How do we know this? Says the Mishnah in the Avais Reb Nasan. Look at number 14. God created man in his image. So if man is created in the image of God, so obviously Adam Rishon had a bris milah. Huh? What's that supposed to mean? Because we're created in the image of God, we have a bris milah? What does that mean? God, in what way does Hashem, so to speak, have a bris? That just like God has bris milah, we're created in God's image, so we have bris milah. Hashem made it with bris already. Right, but how do we know that? Because Adam was created in the image of Hashem. The bris is the tefillin. No, no, the bris, no. bris is No, I didn't say that. You said the... I said the ice. But it says it says that the Mishnah says Adam Arishon was created already mouth because God he was created in the image of Hashem. What? As they say in French, 
Shaykhis. What does this have to do with anything? Okay. Look at number 15. It says the Gemara in Sanhedrin. After Adam Arishon sinned, Adam Arishon Moishech Ba'arla He tried to hide his brismila. Uh, Somebody, he took the foreskin, he pulled it to try to hide the brismila. What is After the chet. What does that mean? After the sin of the Eitz Hadas, he was trying to cover... What does this mean? What does it mean? Another interesting thing... Before the chet, he was actually perfect, Yeah. So after the chet, you make it like something... So, okay. So let's see what this means. Let's see what this means. At a bris milah, you give a name. By the way, the many, many people say, many commentaries say that it's learned after this week's parsha. When Avram got his bris, Hashem said, Lo yikra shimcha Avram. Hashem named Avraham. That's the source that you give a, a, bris, a name at the bris. And as part of the uh, liturgy of giving the name, we say a pasuk, Yismach ha'av b'yoytzeh The father will rejoice with his with that which comes forth from his loins. The the mother will rejoice in the fruit of her womb. Kakasov, like the Pasuk says, Yismach Avicha your father will, and mother will rejoice. Visagel Techa, and the one who bore you will, will exult. Who is this Yoilat Techa? Not the father, we just said Yismach It's not the mother, we said Veimecha. So who's Yoilat Techa? Who's that? Who? The Miyaladas is the midwife. Yoilatech is the one who is respond, the one who gave birth to you. But we were just, who is it? The father or the mother? Both were already stated. Yeah. You say that uh, there are three partners. Hashem, you mean? Hashem and the father and the mother. Okay, I hear. Hashem's a partner, but uh, we don't find that expression Yoilatech that he bore you. So what does that mean? Who is supposed to be rejoicing over here? Finally. I have a question. Yeah? Yeah. We, um, after you eat bread, see, after you eat bread, you, you say bracha samazan, right? Mm-hmm. In the second bracha, bracha samazan, we thank Hashem for a number of things. Number one, we thank Hashem for Eretz Yisrael. We thank Hashem, we thank Him that He took us out of Egypt. We thank Him for Brismila. We thank him for Tyra. Any questions? I remember in third grade you had a sheet, they gave you four events and you needed to put it in order. Okay? So let's try to put these four events in order Eretz Yisrael, leaving Mitzrayim, Brismila, Tyra. Which came first? We got Eretz Yisrael before. The, the Abraham, got the Abraham, Abraham. is when we took possession of it. Abraham, that he's going to inherit all this land. But when did we actually inherit it? Yoshua oh, wrote this bracha. Eretz was last. What was first? Brismila. We had Brismila and Mitzrayim. So Brish should be first. Then we left Mitzrayim. Then what? We got the Torah. And then? Eretz Yisrael. So it's a complete mishmash over here. Got Israel, so why? Then we got Israel. We got Israel. So why does it say Eretz Yisrael first? Israel. So Rav Yaakov Emden says in his sitter, well, 
the purpose of everything, the ultimate goal is to live in Eretz Yisrael. So that's why it's listed first, because even though that came last, that's the end goal. That's the end goal. That's why it's listed first. But the next the problem, though, is, why does it say that we thank Hashem for taking us out of Mitzrayim? Before Brismila, if we, we, we had our Brismila while we were in Mitzrayim. We should first thank Hashem for bris, and then thank Hashem for taking us out of Mitzrayim. Says Rabbi Yaakov Emden, that even though we had bris mila Mitzrayim, but bris mila consists of two parts, the, the bris, and what we call priya. Priya is the last stage of bris. Even though we did bris in Mitzrayim, according to some authorities, according to the Rishonim, we didn't do priya until we got to Eretz Yisrael. So that explains why, first we thank Hashem for leaving Mitzrayim, and only then we thank Hashem for bris. So then Rav Yaakov Emden says, so then we should thank Hashem for bris after we thank Hashem for Torah. Not before. You can't have it both ways. Are we thanking Hashem for the bris that we did in Mitzrayim? Or are we thanking Hashem for the bris we did in Eretz Yisrael? If we're thanking Hashem for the stage one of the bris, what? We should thank Hashem for bris before thanking Him for taking us out of Mitzrayim. And if we're thanking Hashem for the latter part of the bris, for the Priya, we should thank Hashem for the bris after the Torah. But what's it doing before the Torah? That, that's for sure where it does not belong. It does not belong between Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim and the Torah. Either it's talking about the bris that we did in Mitzrayim, that's before Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, or the bris we did in Eretz Yisrael. And one final point before we try to uh, break through and understand what exactly Brismila is all about, is that what is the numerical value of bris? Bris is 612. Why? Because you have 612 mitzvahs. Plus bris itself is the 613th. And in fact, that's what the Gemara tells us. If you look in number 10, Gedoyla Mila Sheshkula Keneged Kala Mitzvah Shabbatara Mila is great. It's equal to all 613 mitzvahs. Question. It says Talmud Tara is Keneged Kula. Ah, very good. So what's, so what's Tara equal? So that's the problem. The problem is, what's the Gemara talking about? Mm. Mila is equal to all 613 mitzvahs? Since when? Since when? We know Talmud Torah can I get kulam, but what's the Gemara mean? Mila is can I get all the mitzvahs? How is Mila can I get all the mitzvahs? Since when? When did that happen? Well, we should say in the morning, Oh yeah, and Mila. No, 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 no. Mila is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mila is equal to all the mitzvahs. What? Mila is equal to all the mitzvahs, and Torah exceeds all the mitzvahs. Torah is equal to all the mitzvahs. Torah can equal. Mila, equal to all the mitzvahs means in numerical value. beats all of them. That's what it means. It's shakun. It's not even in numerical value. It's only six hundred and twelve. Okay. Okay. We're about to learn a completely new dimension of the mitzvah bris mila. Okay. There was once a ger by the name of Unklas. Right? Unklas, you know, on the side of your chumash. Right? You have somebody by the name of Unklas. 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 Unklas was the nephew of the Caesar, Adarianus Caesar. And he wanted to convert, but he was very scared of his uncle. So he goes to his uncle, he said, Unks, I have a question. I want to go do business. Do you have a good business venture for me? So he said, yeah, 
Stop, no. no yeah, exactly. He said, go look at a business that's floundering and really down and really not worth anything. Invest in that and you can only go up. So what did Uncle do? He went to Eretz Yisrael and he asked the Chachamim, I want to learn Torah. <laughs> so they said, Torah? You can't learn Torah. You don't have a bris milah. Torah only works if you have bris milah. So what did he do? He went and he had a bris. He meets Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Yoshua and Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Yoshua take a look at his face and they say, he's a different man. He's a new man. Something changed about him. And they found out, yes, yeah, something did change. He learned Torah. He looked like a different person. What did we do after? After learning Torah. Uncle started really developing. He asked many, many questions. He became very strong in his learning. And he comes back to his uncle, Adaryanas. And Adaryanas said, where are you? Where'd you go? Where'd you go? You look different. No, they said you can't learn without bris. So he had a bris. And then he started to learn Torah. Okay? He comes back to his uncle, and his uncle says, Whoa, what's different about you? Your face looks different. He said, yeah, I went to learn Torah, I went to yeshiva, that's why I look different, right? I, you could tell, right? You could tell somebody, sometimes you see a kid, you know, in America, he goes off to Eretz Yisrael, he learns for a year, he comes back, he looks like a different person. Yeah? So, so the other guy said, what happened to you? He said, I learned, I learned Torah. And not only that, uncle, you know what else I did? I had a bris milah. So uncle said, who told you that crazy idea? So he said, you did. So what are you talking about? Yeah, you told me to go invest in, a, in something that's really down, and really low, and really bad. So I went, I looked at all the nations of the world. I did not find one nation, one religion, more downtrodden and more lowly than the Jewish people. So I put my, threw the chip, my chips in with them. And I invested with them. So Adayonus Kezar gave him a smack. And he said, what do you do that for? Come on, don't blame it on me. He said, I really wanted to learn Torah. So he said, fine. So learn Torah. What do you have to have the brismila for? He said, no. You can't learn Torah if you don't have brismila. Like the Pasuk says, Magid Devarav Liyakov. God tells the Torah to Yaakov. To someone who has a mila like Yaakov, who was born with, with a bris mila. Yaakov was also born with a bris mila. His laws and statutes. We Israel. God doesn't teach Torah to every nation. He does not teach them his laws. Baal. Baal. What is Baal? What is that? It's a very interesting word. Baal Yada'um. I'm not sure if it says that word anywhere else in Tanakh. Baal Yada'um. Bez Lamed? Bez Lamed? Where? That's a, that's a part. Baal, Bez Lamed. Bez is the first letter of the Chumash. Lamed is the last letter of the Chumash. The Torah starts with Bez. It ends with Lamed. Umishpatim Baal Yada'um. The laws of the Torah from Bereshis until Enei Kal Yisrael... Only to call Yisrael. So what we're learning here is, for some odd reason, you can't learn Torah unless you have bris milah. Now, at first glance, it sounds like one of the most strange, the strangest things I've ever heard. What in the world does Torah have to do with bris milah? You use your head for Torah, no? So what difference does it make? You have a bris, you don't have a bris. Who cares? It's an intellectual pursuit. 
You have to apply your mind to it. So whether you're circumcised or not, who cares? So what? Uh, yeah, a lot of people do this. And yet, what we're learning is, if you don't have a bris milah, you will not understand Torah. Says the Olulo Safraim. Olulo Safraim, we mentioned, was a sefer written by the Kliyaka, the author of the Kliyaka. And he tells us something absolutely amazing. The purpose of bris milah is not to remove the foreskin of that particular aver. It's not the purpose. Corresponding to the arla of the guf, of the body, there's what we call arlas halev. There's a covering over the heart. What we say, there's a ever here in Yiddish, the heart is upgestapt, it's clogged. Right? You could, if you have too many french fries, the, heart, the arteries get clogged. The heart without brismila is clogged up, it's covered up. There's a layer of spiritual fat that does not allow the heart to be open to learn Torah. In order to learn Torah, your heart has to be open. How do we know that? We daven for it. Psach libi b'sarasecha. Open up my heart, Hashem, in your Torah. Says the Oilelay Safrayim. By removing the physical foreskin of the body, God thereby removes the spiritual foreskin of the heart and opens up the heart to learn Torah. There's an outer mila, there's an inner mila. The outer mila is what we have the ability to do. The inner mila is given over to Hashem. Hashem says, you take off the arlas haguf, I take off the arlas halev. Says Allah Safraim, that's why mila is a bris between us and God. What do you mean between that? Everyone's watching? No, nobody could see it. Nobody knows. Only Hashem. It's only between us and Hashem. Without a bris mila, the heart is upgestapt. It's clogged. It's... It's cloudy. You can't think. You can't comprehend the Torah. The Torah is not just intellectual information. Yeah, one plus one equals two. Where you sit and you lie in your bed and you, and you process it. Torah is spiritual information. If your heart is not receptive, is not open, it doesn't work. It doesn't go. By removing the physical Arla, it removes the Arla's Halev. By the way, I'll tell you something amazing. If you look in your day on Shulchan Aruch, just quickly look at number 28. There's a custom that a butcher will remove the covering of the heart of an animal before he lets it out to be eaten. To every butcher, the minog is to remove the arlas halev of an animal. The, it's a ramah. The ramah says, The custom is, the butcher removes the covering of the heart, says the shach, because it's supposed to remind us, that the purpose of bris milah is to remove the arlas halev. Says You want to know how bris milah could be equal to the whole taira? I thought only learning is equal to the whole taira. You're right. Only learning is equal to the whole taira. But without a bris, it's a prerequisite. you can't learn. Right. Without a bris milah, you can't learn. So bris milah and Torah go hand in hand. They're one. They go together. Brismila is the hakdama, the introduction to learning. When someone has, gives his kid a bris, what do we wish him? Kishem shenichnas lebris. Ken yikanis lataira. What does one thing have to do with the other? The answer is, only after he's entered the bris, now he can learn taira. Says Rabbi Kiva Eger, something amazing. Chas v'shalom. You go to a bris, there's no father. The father passed away. There's a grandfather. 
who makes the bracha la hachnisa bevrisa shel avram avinu? Normally, the father makes it. And there's a big question: Why should the father make the bracha la hachnisa bevrisa shel avinu? The father's not doing the bris; the male's doing the bris. The male makes the bracha, right? Alamila. So why does the father make the bracha la hachnisa bevrisa shel avram avinu? Says Rabbi Kiva Eger, because. Well, the father is entrusted to perform those mitzvot that come about as a result of the bris milah. For instance, now the father has to teach the kid So therefore, Rabbi Kivega Paskins, that since a grandfather also has an obligation to teach his grandson Tyra, so if there's no father, the grandfather will make the bracha lachnisa b'brisa shalav ravina. Why? Because the purpose of the bris of Avram Avinu is to inaugurate and initiate this kid into the world of Tyra. Because without a bris, the Torah doesn't register, it doesn't go into the mind, it doesn't go into the heart. Says Elias Ephraim, that's how you could have one Pasuk. The Pasuk says, So we had a question. What is that talking about? The Mishnah says it's talking about bris milah. The Gemara says it's talking about Talmud Torah. How could it be talking about both mitzvahs? It's not. It's one thing. If not for Torah... The world would not be created. But since Mila enables Tyra, since Mila is a prerequisite for Tyra, without Mila, the world couldn't exist either because without Mila, you can't learn Torah. We had a question. How could you call Bris? Bris Yom Avalali can only do a Mila during the day. The answer is, but Torah is the Bris of Yom Avalali. What does it say about Torah? The Higisa by Yom Avalali. And without Bris, you can't learn. Says Rabbi Kiva Eger, Bris could be called Bris the Yom Malayla. Why? Because without Bris, you can't learn. The Torah doesn't go in. The Torah doesn't go into a person's head. Before Adam Arishon sinned with the Etzadas, it says Hashem told the Malachim, "Let's create Adam Bitsalmenu Kidmusenu in our image and our form." Says Rashi, "What does it mean to create man in the image of God?" What does Rashi say? Anyone remember? In the image of God, it means to understand, to comprehend. You can't understand or comprehend anything if you don't have bris milah. So when the Gemara says Adam Arishan was born with bris milah, it doesn't necessarily mean he was born circumcised. It means he was born in a way that his mind was able to comprehend. Because bris milah is just a way of saying your heart is open to true knowledge. After the Chet of the Yitzhadas, his mind became cloudy. His ability to understand became limited. That's why it says he was mashach ba'alasai. It was almost as if it was covered over. He lost that ability to comprehend and understand. Now we understand, like we mentioned earlier, why bris milah is only between us and the Yibani Shalaylam. The outer milah, everybody knows. The inner milah, only Hashem knows. At a bris milah we say, Yismach avicha, v'imecha, v'sagel yoylad techa. Who's the yoylad techa? Says the Gemara, kol hamelamed es ben chaveroi Torah. If you teach someone Torah, ke'ilu yoladai, it's as if you gave birth to that person. You teach someone Torah, it's as if you gave birth to that person. In fact, Believe Rabbi Shlomo Kluger Paskins halacha that someone who doesn't have children fulfills the mitzvah of pru urivu by teaching someone Torah. In fact, there's a story about one of the Bali Musar 
and they had they had a they had a, a child, and somebody had a child, and he went over and he said, Mazel Tov, Mazel Tov. Right? What's the two Mazel Tov? He said, Mazel one for Yolada, one for having a child, and one for Kiilu Yolada. And one for it's as if you had a child because you're going to teach him Tyra. And if you teach him Tyra, it's as if he had a child. So you got both in one person. Okay. So therefore, at the bris milah, who should rejoice? Avicha the father. Imecha the mother. And the Rebbe also now could rejoice. Why? Because now the Rebbe has someone to teach Tyra to. Now this child's heart is opened up to be able to receive the Torah. So Avicha, Imecha, Yolatecha. Ben Ishchai wrote a sefer on Brismila called Malachabris. Malachabris, you ever see the sefer? Very interesting sefer. Malachabris is every parish in the Torah, Ben Ishchai gives you a drasha for Brismila. So you make a bris any week of the year, you open up Malachah bris, he'll give you a drasha connected to the parasha on bris milah. By the way, Rabbi Lazar Ginsberg, who's the Rosh Kala, the Mary Shiva, he also wrote a sefer. He gives you a drasha on every parasha for bris milah. La bris habit, we'll come to that soon. Is that a um, competing sefer with the other sefer? No. It's new, it's new, new stuff. New title. <laughs> so listen to this. There's a Pasuk in Shir HaShirim, it says, Ace Hazamir Higia. The time of the, the, the summer has come. The Kol HaTar Nishma Be'artzenu, we hear the sound of the turtle dove. Right, remember that Pasuk? Ace Hazamir Higia, the Kol HaTar Nishma Be'artzenu. What's Zamir? Says the Benesh Chayadrush. Zamir could also mean? Cutting, right? Lezamir, to prune. Zamir means to sing. Zmirot. That's right. When you sing Pesukah the Zimra, you cut down the Klippos. Remember, we learned that, right? I understand. <laughs> what? Says the, Mal- says the Malach Habris. Listen to this. Eis Hazamer Higiyah. When the time for Brismila comes, cutting. Eis Hazamer. The Karl Hatar Nishma Be'atzeinu. Hatar. It's the time to hear the sound of Torah. After the Brismila, that's what enables the Karl Hatar. Eis Hazamer Higiyah. The Karl Hatar Nishma Be'atzeinu. By the way, that says Rabbi Yaakov Emden. That's why we say in benching, It's out of order, but not conceptually. Conceptually, bris mila always comes before Torah. Because without a bris, can't understand the learning. Let's add one more thing. Klal Yisrael, when they get the Torah the first time, they say, They don't say nishma. What does nishma mean? Says the Malbim, Nishma means to understand, Lahavin. Klai Yisrael can't understand at first. They didn't convert yet. They didn't go through the Mila and the Tefillah yet. So at first they say, Nasa! After the Mila and the Tefillah? Now it's Nasa and Nishma. Now not only will we do, now we could understand also. Before you have a Mila, you can't understand any, any Torah. The heart is clogged up. So let's go back to the beginning. We started by asking that if Avram Avinu kept the entire Torah before it was given, he sat in the sukkah and he ate matzah and he kept Erev Tavshilin and he wore talis and tefillin, why didn't he do bris before he was commanded? Says the Marsha. You're making a mistake. Avram Avinu didn't always keep the whole Torah before it was given. Because Masha asks, how could Avram Avinu marry Hagar? Hagar, you can't marry a slave woman. 
So Marsha says, even if you say he, he freed her, but she was Egyptian, and the Torah says you're not allowed to marry an Egyptian woman. So the Marsha says, he married her before the bris milah. But what do you mean Avram Avinu kept the whole Torah? Not before bris milah he didn't keep the Torah. Says the Marsha, this idea that Avram Avinu kept Kala Torah Kula before it was given was only after bris milah. Before bris milah, how did he, he didn't keep the whole Torah. So you'll ask, what's the difference before or what's the difference after? Because without a bris milah, how is he supposed to understand the Torah before it's given? You can't understand the Torah. The heart is not open without a bris. So says the Marsha, just like Avram Avinu didn't keep bris milah before his bris milah, so too he didn't keep any of the Torah before the bris milah. Well, he, 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 I mean, I could say he was a guy. Yeah, but, but the Gemara does say he kept the whole Torah before it was given. So the Marsha says that's only after bris milah he kept the whole Torah. Well, how did he understand that he could have married Hagar before he had a How did he understand it? You need to understand Torah. You need, your heart has to be open. That's what the Marsha says. Yeah. So Marsha says that once he took, once he married her, he wasn't that machmer. Even after the bris, he kept her. You know, in law, there's something called the grandfather rule. Like, she was grandfathered in, you know. Before, if you, if you have... If you are allowed certain leniencies before the law is made, you're allowed to continue to rely on them. That's what the marsha says. You're allowed to, like, keep the, yeah, you're allowed to keep this. Yeah, allowed to he's allowed. That's what the marsha says. So when he when he sent her away, he didn't give her get. She she wasn't. No, but he continued even after the bris. He hadn't sent her away yet. Right, right. When after, but after he sent her away, he she. Um, but the, it depends because we do find. And remember, we learned about uh, the Bnei Keturah. So if you say Keturah was Hagar, that means he took her back. And Rashi says, look how great she was. She sort of did not live, she did not live with any man because she wanted to maintain her Kedusha. She only was with Avraham. And even after Avraham sent her away, until he took her back, she maintained her Kedusha. So this is one answer to the question. Why didn't Avraham Avinu keep Rismila before he was commanded? The same way he didn't keep any of the Torah before he was commanded. It's only after the bris enables the understanding of the Torah. We're going to offer a different reason because this marsha is actually not a unanimous opinion. Not everyone agrees that Avram Avinu only kept the Torah after bris. Many commentaries say Avram Avinu always kept the whole Torah. So if that's the case, the question is, why did Avram Avinu not perform bris milah before he was 99 years old? There is a, a sefer called On the Eighth Day. Okay, not the band the eighth day. No, on the eighth day. Okay, Rav Lazer Ginsberg, the Rosh Kol of the Mirror. In Hebrew, it's called Labris Habet. Is that the English version of the Bris Sefer? What? Is that the one, the English version of what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is uh, the English Every version. Person. Yeah. So listen to what he says. He says like this. He has a question. He quotes from the Sefer Yalka David that how did Abraham Avinu, right? We know it says Abraham Avinu learned Torah according to what we're learning from Rabbi Kiva Eger and from all these sources, that you can understand Torah without a bris milah, how did Avraham Avinu learn Torah before his bris? That's his question. How do you know he did? Again, that's the traditional viewpoint that Avraham Avinu kept the whole Torah before it was given, even before the bris milah. Not like this Marsha. Only the Marsha's opinion is... Difference. The Gemara says, Avraham Avinu zakein v'yoshev b'yeshiva. Well, yeah, he, he, he didn't learn that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. 
So listen to it. Very interesting. Any, anybody else? He was the first to search for Hashem. He was, he was searching for Hashem everywhere. So listen to what he says. <laughs> says something very interesting. If you look at someone have a chumash, a chumash, quick, quick, quick. The, the, if you look very carefully, this is a diak that Rashi picks up on. It says, "The Abraham, Bantishim, Vatesha, Shana, Behimayloi, Shanim." Thank you. Behimayloi, Besarah Lasai. Abraham was ninety-nine when he circumcised himself. The Yishmael. Look at the next pasuk. Who remembers the next pasuk? Erez, what's the next pasuk? The next pasuk is all the way at the end, the second last pasuk of the parsha. The Yishmael, Benoi, Ben Shloish Esrei Shana, Bihimailai, Ace Besara Lasai. Right? By Avram Avinu it says, Bihimailai, Besara Lasai. It doesn't say Bihimailai, Ace Besara Lasai. And by Yishmael it says, Bihimailai, Ace Besara Lasai. And Rashi is bothered. Rashi is bothered. Why by Yishmael does it add the word Ace? Look at Rashi. Rashi explains. By Yishmael, the word ace always includes. It's always inclusive. It adds something. Rashi says, by Yishmael, he was younger. It was a bigger procedure. That's what Rashi says. Says the Rebbe of the Chassam Seifer, the Hafla, he says something very interesting. He says, the purpose of Rismila is one thing. By cutting the outer Arla, the Arlas Haguf, it removes the Arlas Halev, and it makes a person receptive to be able to learn Torah. Yishmael, when he did his bris milah, two things were happening. The Arlas HaGuf was being, being cut, and it was removing the Arlas HaLev. So it says, Not only was the physical Arla removed, the spiritual Arla, the Arlas HaLev, was removed. Like Rabbi Kivaker says. But, by Avram Avinu, only one thing was happening. What was happening? Only his physical Arla was being removed. Why? Says the Hafla. Because Avraham had succeeded by himself in removing his Arlas Halev, even before the Brismila, his heart was already pure. He didn't need Brismila to remove the Arlas Halev. So by Avraham, Avinu says the Hafla, it says, because it was only a one step procedure. It only removed the outer foreskin. By Yishmael, two things were happening the, the Arlas Haguf and the Arlas Halev. Says the Hafla, where do I get this from? that Avram Avinu had already succeeded in removing the Arla Salev, says we say in davening every day. We say, Ata hu Hashem aleikim. You, Hashem, your God, Asher b'charta bi Avram, you chose Avram, v'hoitseisem irakazdem, v'samta shmoi, Avram, u'matsasa, eslavavai, neman l'fanecha. Says the Hafla. In his mind, you know what that means? That Hashem found his heart faithful. His heart was already pure. His heart was already free of any desire, any personal agenda. His heart was completely receptive and open to the Torah even before the bris milah. And therefore, by Avram says that flood only says, Behimayla, but it doesn't say ace. Why? That flood quotes a medrash that in all of Tanakh, there are three mitzios. Mitzia, you know, what's a mitzia? Mitzia is you find something very special. There are three discoveries, three special things Hashem found. One of is, one of them are, the heart of Avram Avinu. This is a, a very special gem that Hashem found. In what way? It was free of this Arla Salev. He didn't need the mitzvah of Brismila 
two, remove the Aras Halev. By him it was only Bihimale Besar Alasai. Comes out, and now we understand why Avram Avinu did not perform bris milah before he was commanded. All the other mitzvahs, Avram understood the purpose of it, right? Nefesh Chaim says, why did Avram Avinu fulfill the mitzvah? He understood the purpose, and he fulfilled it. But according to the Hafla, by Avram Avinu, the purpose was not necessary. The purpose had already been achieved. The Arlas Harev had already been removed. Avram Avinu had worked on himself to the point where it was only the Himalai Besara Lassai. The Arlas Halev was already removed. Therefore, that's another reason why Avram Avinu had to wait for the Tzivay of Hashem. Without Hashem's command, he was only doing it through his own Seichel. The mitzvah was not necessary for him. He needed a special command that Hashem said, even though, Lafi, your Seichel, the mitzvah, is not necessary. You've already achieved its purpose. You have to do it anyway. That's why of all the mitzvahs in the Torah, Aram Avinu had a way to be commanded for the mitzvah of Brismila. Shkayach everyone, have a good evening.